Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Chelsea, and we are looking at some triumphal entry situations. Today. <laughs> more than that. <laughs> yeah, there's more than that, actually. Um, um, go ahead. Well, I one thing we didn't talk about before we started recording is Jesus weeping over Jerusalem, which that's a pretty cool passage too. It's actually, a very cool passage. Mm-hmm. Um, I anytime where Jesus shows this kind of emotion, where he's like in awe or amazed, or he weeps, or um, all these things, I like to kind of take note of that. Like, what kind of things make him have this like these deep emotions and this the love for I guess his city, like the city and his people. Um, well, think about the history of Jerusalem we've been reading. Yeah. Like, it's so up and down, and the people of that city are so back and forth. Yeah. Well, and again, if so if Jesus is, like, the face of God, like, this is God incarnate, um, we get a picture of how God really feels about Jerusalem and his people. It's kind of cool. But, yeah. Uh, what's that got to you guys? Um, I like the the anointing story at Bethany. There's a lot of interesting things about Bethany that I'm just kind of intrigued by in general. Um, but you have this woman that is coming to Jesus and anointing her with like this crazy, crazy expensive perfume, which would have been used typically in burial situations, I believe. Um, so it is a little bit of foreshadowing of what's about to come. Um, but it also shows like the, the faith of this woman, again, another woman that's showing incredible faith (laughs) and Judas is just like, dang, we could have used this for the poor people. (laughs) And then was it actually say like the Bible actually says like he said this cause he's not a good guy. Yeah. He's like, well, he, yeah. Actually, he actually stole money from us all the time. Um, what, how do you guys, when you read the phrase that Jesus says about like, you'll always have the poor among you, but you won't always have me. What does that mean? <laughs> Obviously I did not prep you for this question. <laughs> I actually think it has a lot to do with the fact that uh, Bethany's a leper colony and he's talking specifically to that city. It's made, it's a city for poor, sick people. Hmm. Um, but I think there, I mean, there's broader context with that too. Like obviously our worship of God is the more, like the most important thing of all things. Um, Chris is here trying to be like secretly here. Well, I wasn't introduced. <laughs> Hi, Chris. I am here. Although Chelsea keeps referring to you guys. I know. I noticed that. I, here. I don't think I realized that you didn't introduce them. <laughs> He's always here. <laughs> I think, too, sometimes that passage is used as, like, this excuse that we don't need to worry about the poor as much, and that's really not what Jesus is saying. He's making just more of a fact that uh, we should be caring for the poor. That's been consistent all throughout Scripture and the law, so he's not coming against that, but he's just also stating the fact that this is kind of a unique moment in history that he's entering his final week uh, and so I, I think that's more the emphasis rather than just a get out of jail free card to care for the poor. Yeah. And it's, yeah, this is, did we talk about this yet? It, that is his final week? Like the yeah. Into? It, it has actually been used historically as an, as an excuse to not care for the poor. It has. Like, well, Jesus said the poor will always be here. It's like, oh, and man. again, when you look at the context of the Bible, there you what go. do we see over and over and over again? Yep. Care for the poor, yep. the widows, the orphans, the outcasts, the foreigners. And it's true. They will always be here, but it doesn't, yeah. it's not well, a reason not to care for them. I actually think like if you consider Bethany as like this hospice center that was established for care of the sick and dying, it actually makes a lot of sense that Jesus is saying in that city, like, hey, this is the place for these people. They will always be here. You will always be able to care for them. 
Um, and again, he's not saying it because he doesn't want people to care for the poor. He's saying because this woman is worshiping him in like a very costly fashion. And it's he actually says it's like an example for us to read about forever. So it's it's incredibly unique. Yeah. Um, um let's talk about his triumphal entry, because I know you have some thoughts on that, Ryan. God loves donkeys. <laughs> I didn't know we were gonna start. That's there. a hashtag. <laughs> hashtag God loves donkeys. <laughs> What else? <laughs> uh, Jesus rides into the city on a donkey. Uh, he specifically sends his disciples to go get one. Um, they sort of half steal it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <laughs> um, so donkeys are actually, like, I, I, like as Chelsea was reading this, I was actually just doing a little bit of on-the-spot study about donkeys. They're actually very significant in the Bible. There's a lot of donkey stories. <laughs> kind of weird um but jesus got talking donkeys yeah yeah well one of the things that i read and this is extra credit i guess but one of the things i read is um abraham when he goes to sacrifice isaac isaac rides on a donkey true. to like to be sacrificed as god's provision it's, it's very interesting solomon rides a donkey in the city to be anointed as king um Zechariah 9.9 talks about the actual Messiah coming in on a donkey. Also, kings, if you ride into a city on a donkey, you're saying that you come in peace, which would have been shocking to the people who expected like Roman overrule, overthrow. Right. So, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that he's not riding in on this white horse that is like this crazy military statement because these people were expecting that. They want Mm -hmm. Rome overthrown. That was the typical expectations of how the Messiah was going to come. And so not only is Jesus being consistent with the way things happen in the Bible, he's also kind of like coming against those messianic expectations, which he did left and right anyway. um, He just was not what tradition was expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, One other thing that just took out to me just – Nothing interesting, just stuck out to me. I did not ever hear this story before this year of a voice from heaven, like proclaiming something over Jesus outside of his baptism. I thought that was the only time a voice from heaven, I mean, besides, and the transfiguration, I guess. But uh, there's this voice from heaven that says, uh, hold on. I've already brought my, I've already brought glory to my name and I'll do so again. And so the crowd that hears this voice is actually, they're a bunch of Greeks um, that came to see Jesus. Um, so once again, just... Jesus displaying his godness um, in front of Gentiles is super interesting and very moving, I think. Mark 14, beginning in verse 3. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume, they asked. It could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. So they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you and you can help them whenever you want to, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Matthew 26, 6. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? 
You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured out this expensive perfume to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume is worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, Leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Mark 11. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them, and as soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with no one who has ever ridden it. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street, tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying that colt? They said what Jesus told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of them, and others spread leafy branches they had cut into the, in the fields. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David! Praise God in the highest heaven! So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon, and then he returned to Bethany with the twelve disciples. Matthew 21. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said, and as soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, the Lord needs them, and he will immediately let let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt, and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. Who is this? they asked. And the crowds replied, It's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Luke 19.28 After telling this story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, why are you untying that colt? Just say the Lord needs it. So they went and found the colt, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, Why are you untying that colt? 
And the disciples simply replied, the Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. As he rode along, the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, if they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. John twelve twelve. The next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, praise God, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and rode on it, fulfilling the prophecy that said, don't be afraid, people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. His disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of the prophecy. But after Jesus entered into his glory, they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead, and they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him, because they had heard about this miraculous sign. Then the Pharisees said to each other, there's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. Luke 19, 41. But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace, but now it is too late, and peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in on you on every side. They'll crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not recognize it when God visited you. John twelve twenty. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me, because my servants must be wherever I am and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour, but this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them, the voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, would be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, We understand from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? Jesus replied, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. 
Um, if you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, we would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, you can either send us a DM or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. It'd be what? It'd be funny if we didn't introduce him at all and he just really interjects. Hello. So there's a voice from heaven. There's a voice that hasn't been introduced. It's like an end credit scene in a Marvel movie. Oh my gosh, he is in this!